Welcome back to episode 12 of the Hockey House podcast presented by Sally Hockey Co. I'm Murph, once again, joined virtually by Glick and Fitz. We'll go to Glick first. How you doing? Doing great. Got 100 on my final earlier, so I'm buzzing right now. Ooh, and the new microphone, too. Yeah, exactly. Happy Hanukkah to all the Jewish guys out there. I got a little microphone for Hanukkah, so we love to see it. Let's go. How about you, Fitz? I see you're getting the holiday spirit, too. How you doing? Like you're a straight academic weapon. <laughs> Got to keep the team GPA up, you know. Very festive yeah. in the studio today. We got Glick's new Hanukkah gift. Fitz is rocking the Santa hat. It's just Christmas has really creeped up on me this year. I was looking at the the uh, schedule today, and it's like a little over a week away. You know. Yeah. So, started pumping the Christmas tunes and just feeling good. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I pump the Christmas tunes. Pro like no, I think after Halloween is when, usually when I start getting into it. But I like to do it when it snows. Like when it snows, I really get into the spirit. But like we haven't had snow here. Like it, it snowed like maybe a week ago, and it's already melted since then. So um, now We're not getting I getting any here either. Yeah. No, the, the Christmas tunes are awesome. I the the people who hate on christmas music it's it i think it's good whenever if if yeah. mariah carey comes on and is singing all i want for christmas in july i will crank it up to volume 10 i completely agree I just, like that song is just a classic it doesn't matter what the situation is it's a good song it's perfect if like you're at a party and like your playlist is not shuffle and she comes on unexpectedly you just embrace it that being said, we do have a, a first once again on, on this podcast that granted we're pretty, we've only had 12 episodes, so we do firsts a lot, but um, we welcomed uh, Kyle Warnicker on and he is our first guest to have played junior college hockey. For those of you who don't know, the, N the NJCAA, the National Junior College Athletic Association, had organized ice hockey from 1972 up until 2017. And uh, Wanks played in the final two seasons for Broome County Community College in Binghamton, New York. And it, it sounds like it was a wild time. Um, I, like I said, today through our interview with him, learned a lot about something I didn't really know existed. I just assumed that teams who had community college – or. I just assumed that community colleges played in the ACHA. I didn't realize they had their own league up until a couple of years ago. And their own rink. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Not very often do, you, do teams in the ACHA have their own rink, but their own rink that, like, nobody really plays at. Like, he made it sound like nobody, they were the only ones playing at the rink, almost kind of like a, like a prep school team. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that like a community college would have something like that. I was kind of jealous. Yeah, and to have a their own rink and not make the national tournament when there's only six teams. I don't know. That's tough. He said it sounds like he made the most of it though. Um, but if you if the junior college hockey sounds familiar, it's probably from the viral video in 2017, the final play of the national championship will always be remembered for when an eerie community college player came out of the penalty box and 
destroyed a referee from behind. Uh, the video went viral. It was with 39 seconds left in the third period, and Dakota College was up 7-4. to four. So they called the game there and handed Dakota College the national championship, and it was the final play in junior college hockey history. Uh, we, we watched the video before we came on today, and it is – I don't even know what to think. It's like, is it funny? Is it scary? Just the rush of emotions. You just don't know what to feel. You're just shocked almost. When plays like that happen in hockey and like the wires cross and the screw gets loose, it's, <laughs> you don't really know what to do. If you're a player out there, you just got to, like if he's coming at you, you got to get your stick ready and you're going baseball swinging. But the ref, you can't do anything. <laughs> well, like the Dakota College players are watching this and they're like, they're about to win a national championship. Like they're not going to get like a, they don't want to be in the box or get kicked out. So like they kind of watched and like an eerie college guy comes and like grabs him. And then like the other refs come over. There's like people in the penalty box are coming to help the ref. It, it... Wait, I, I want to make sure I got this right. The guy who decks the ref, he was on the team that was, they were winning going no, like, the, no he was losing he was losing. okay okay i was gonna say if they were winning and he did that and then they gave the championship to the other team that would have been awful no yeah so yeah he he was on the losing team and the winning team just like sat there and watched and then they blew the horn and gave them the national championship because they were up by three goals with uh, a little under 40 seconds to go some say that the ref is still laying on the ice to this day <laughs> Dude was KO'd. Yeah, that's it's a tough look, and we we talk to to Wanks about it. Uh, awesome, great great nickname, too. Yeah, Wanks. That's that's got to be a good one. You love the classic hockey. We just shorten your last name, take out a couple letters, and, and you end up with Wanks. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cut it to him right now. Um, the interview with uh, Kyle Warnicker from Weber State. The vaccine is out, and it's only a matter of time before the boys are back ripping up the hockey house after a big Saturday night win. The boys at Sally Hockey Co. want to make sure you're ready for future post-game celebrations. Their post-game beer shirt comes in either a navy or a gray t-shirt, a gray crew neck, or a navy hoodie. The shirt that says what's on everyone's mind after a big win. Post-game beers. Get yours today at sallyhockeyco.com. This week, we're pleased to welcome former NJCAA player and Weber State defenseman Kyle Warnicker to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Wanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, no problem. It's a pleasure to be here. We're excited to have you. We haven't had a, a JUCO hockey player on yet. Uh, is, is that what they call it? Yeah, that is what they call it. Um, I went that route right after juniors, just wanted to keep playing, so... Then ended up at Weber State after, so get All right, into so, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll dive right in. If you want to just kind of, for the people who don't know you listening to this, kind of detail your, your hockey career growing up and, and the path you took. Yeah, so I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona, so not the biggest hockey hotbed. Um, played some, like, double-A travel out there, high school. And then after high school, I went to go play uh, junior hockey in Connecticut for the junior Wolfpack. Um, I was on their junior B team, wasn't quite good enough to make the A team. 
I'm a little old, so at the time it was the Metropolitan Junior Hockey League. Now I think it's like the EHL Premier, something like that. There's all those Premier Elite. I don't really know. Get mixed up, but yeah, I was playing on the B team for two years there. And then after that, uh, where did you go? Yeah, so after that, um, didn't really have the greatest grades to go anywhere. I knew it was going to have to be like club, which I was more than okay with. Um, so I somehow got in contact with the coach at SUNY Broom Junior College in uh, Binghamton, New York. Lovely place. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just decided to go there. I really got sold because they had a rink on campus and it's a beautiful rink. So that's what really got me to go there in the first place. And then on top of that, since it's NJCAA, it's a school sport, so it was free to play. So that's a pretty big advantage. And then uh, how'd you end up at, at Weber State? Um, so when I was playing high school in Arizona, uh, we were playing before ASU one game and they were playing Weber the next night. And I just kind of like, like the helmets, you know, the purple helmets looked good. Uh, so I was, that's kind of how I heard about the school. And then I didn't go there right away. I obviously went to SUNY Broom first. And then since I was only two years there, I decided to transfer to Weber State after. Gotcha. Yeah, so we, we were doing some research, and uh, we were shocked to see that, that um, Broome County had their own rink on campus. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, funny story, actually, my our first skate there like was like end of August. Uh, we had a little skate. Um, first one of the year, like rink just opened up. About 10 minutes in, I just put a puck right through the glass, and the skate was canceled. <laughs> Nah, the rink people weren't too happy with me. No, your, was it your <laughs> first time skating at the rink? Yeah, um, first like, so they closed the rink down the summer and they just reopened it and I put a puck through the glass 10 minutes in and that was the end of that. <laughs> what a way to make an introduction to your teammates and your coaches just 10 minutes in, just break the right. glass already. Yeah, I mean, couldn't hit the net, but they liked it still, so... That makes me think of that, that Dion Phaneuf clip when he's with the Flames and he, like, does it twice in one game and everyone's just like, what the heck? Yeah. And so um, I guess there's there's one a Juco story already, but we, we usually do the question, welcome to the, what was your welcome to the ACHA moment? What was your welcome to Juco hockey moment? Uh, um, so I remember our first game, we are playing uh, Union. They're, like, club team. And uh, – so we're going out for warm-ups, and I see this guy, like, we're all, like, kind of waiting, you know, to go out there. This guy doesn't have a helmet on. Like, is this guy really about to just go a no-bucket warm-up? Like, I respect it. And sure enough, yeah, he's out there, no bucket. I think the only shots he took were one-timers, and then the rest of the time he just, like, stretched at center ice staring at us the whole time. <laughs> on Union? Yeah, no refs on the ice either. I was like... I feel like this guy's got to have a helmet on, but no one said anything to him. He was the only guy, too, no bucket. Yeah, just buzzing around with no helmet on, flow skate. I mean, I wonder if the guys on the Union varsity team ever chirped him for it. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Bold move. That's awesome. Hey, so um, since you got a chance to play a little bit of both of NJCAA and ACHA, why don't you um, talk about like, how they're different, like – Who'd you play while you were at community college? How was the travel like and all that stuff? 
Yeah, so um, for the NJCAA, there was, I think there's only like six teams. There's four in New York and then the two in North Dakota, uh, Botany and Williston, they're both in the ACHA now. Um, so those two are out there. So we never played them, but we would play uh, Hudson Valley, uh, Erie Community College, and Mohawk Valley. So we'd kind of just play those three and then uh, other club teams in the area. So we play like Elmira's club team, Union, uh, Lemoyne, and then Buff State, or yeah, Buff State. So just to make sure those teams, um, the hockey, it was pretty good hockey. I mean, it wasn't too bad. Uh, some teams were obviously a little worse than others. So that's kind of how like the ACHA is too. So there's that similarity for sure. Um, the travel schedule wasn't too bad. All our games are in New York. So like the farthest we ever really traveled was like five hours. So that was pretty nice. And we're treated like a varsity sport there. So we'd have like free meals and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. So then you decided to transfer to Weaver. Um, how exactly does that work then? Because I know like for Juco baseball, you'd play like two years uh, in Juco and then you'd have, you'd probably transfer to like a D3 or D1 and play two more years. Are you like, I know ACHA, are you pretty much eligible to play four years then at Weaver? Yeah, so how that worked was my two years at um, Broom, those counted. So I only had, since there's five years of ACHA eligibility, I had three years. I used all three as well, so. Gotcha. How that one worked. Yeah. So what, what was it like playing out West uh, at Weaver then? Um, I honestly, I loved it, um, especially since I was from Arizona. So I was playing against a lot of guys I've played against before. So it was pretty cool to be like back out there. Um, Weaver State, we have some good fans. So that was always fun. Our home games got pretty rowdy. So that's always a good time. Uh, Utah, playing up at Utah State was always a real good time. We have a good rivalry with them. Um, their fans are crazy. There's not too much to do up there. So they just kind of pack the house and they're, yeah, they're insane up there. So you said, so go ahead, Mer. The, the most recent clip we found was uh, a game you guys played. I think you guys ruined their senior night last year, right? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that, that had, was that the last game before COVID hit? Um, so that was our last game of our regular season. Then we went to regionals and we lost our first game there to Botanou. Gotcha. Yeah. What are you saying, Fitz? You, you said, uh, Kyle, you said um, Broome County's in New York. Yeah, uh, Binghamton, New York. So you went all the way from New – you go from Arizona all the way to New York and then back out west for <laughs> Weber? Yep. Yeah, I wanted to get a chance to play back in front of my family in Arizona when we played ASU and those guys. So that was fun and stuff. So just wanted That's to change awesome. it up. You can only stay in Binghamton, New York for so long. Oh, yeah, I didn't – yeah, I don't think I could have done another year there, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that place probably took like 10, 20 years off my life. <laughs> you guys rip up Binghamton Devils games? Uh, yeah, so at the time they were the Senators still. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we'd see them at the bar. We'd go to a decent amount. Uh, we actually ran into John Scott one time there. So <laughs> That's Legend. pretty sick. Yeah, we're, it was right after like that whole All-Star game thing. I uh, remember he got like sent down to uh, wherever the Montreal team's minor league team was, and uh, they're playing Bing. Uh, yeah, they're playing Binghamton Saturday night. And I remember like the whole week we're joking about it. We're like, "What if we see John Scott at the bar this weekend?" 
sure enough, you know, we walk in Saturday, the couple of guys that are already there, they're, they're like, hey, John's here. And we're like, holy shit. And uh, I remember going up to him like, hey, Mr. Scott, um, I'm a huge fan. Can I get a picture with you? End up uh, taking a picture with him. He's a real great guy. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. John Scott, an ACHA hero. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, He's, we we've probably got more in common with him than most pro <laughs> hockey players. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he is a beauty for sure. Now, uh, where do you guys play your home games at Weber State? So we play at the uh, Ogden Ice Sheet. It's on campus actually as well, so that's pretty nice. No locker room though. Oh really? Yeah, so that's like does, the one downside. Does the school run the rink? Um. So the school I. Don't believe so. I know there's we have like a field house where like the football team practices and that's attached to them. So that gives us like uh, free ice time. So that helps. But other than that, I don't think they have too much to do with the rink. But you guys get you guys get good crowds because it's on campus. Uh, as long as there's not a football or basketball game. Yeah, we'll get a pretty good crowd. <laughs> you guys are pretty good football school, right? Uh, yeah, so they're like. I don't know what it's called. Uh, they're like they're like the uh, they're like lower D one, but yeah, yeah, good for their level, yeah. So we'll lose some fans to them in the basketball team, but as long as they're not playing, we'll get some fans in. That's good. You talked about uh, playing against Utah. What other uh, what other big rivalries do you guys have out west? Um, so definitely all the Utah schools. Uh, BYU, we got a pretty good rivalry with them. They're another school that gets a lot of fans, but they're definitely not too rowdy. They're just a bunch of Mormons that are real nice and pretty respectful to us. So, but there's just a lot. It's crazy because you'll look up in the crowd and there's just so many people. I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like you, it's like I thought this was club, but I feel like I'm playing in the show right now. There's so many people here, but they don't even say anything. They just cheer if they score, and that's about it. <laughs> They just hope both teams have fun. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully their team wins, but if not, they're okay with it. <laughs> then we also have a little rivalry with the uh, University of Utah there, D1 ACHA though, but uh, I think we went one and one with them last year. We play like a, it's called the Wasatch Cup. Uh, it's all the five teams in Utah play like little round robin tournament. We Lost to them in the final game last year, but it was a good game. It's always fun to play them, too. Do you have any, like, favorite road trip memories? Uh, I, I guess last year when we went to regionals, um, it was in Boise, and uh, we didn't do too hot the first game, so we were done right after that and just stayed the night and just enjoyed the my last night with the boys on the team, so that was pretty fun. Uh, not going to get into too much about the stuff that went on, but – it was an interesting bus ride home the next day. Now, a lot of people asked us, um, you're kind of the first West Coast guy we've had on the podcast. Is there any, like, thing different about the ACHA out West than what you saw when you played uh, in New York? Um, not, not really, to be honest. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. There's a lot of teams that are really good. Like, we'll play against you, Mary, who's probably one of the top teams in the ACHA, and I think – if there was a Nationals last year, they probably would have won it. They were just – they were just so good, honestly. So you play, like, teams like that, and then you'll end up playing some, like, low-end California teams that are 
we played a, a junior college from out there and we beat them like 25 to nothing or something. And all like our fourth line guys got all the points. So then they, for the rest of the year, they're like leading the team in points because they all had like 10 points that game. So there's just like, there's just that imbalance of competition, but it's pretty similar for the most part. Would you say a lot of the like teams pick up guys like locally, or do you think there's guys that come from the East Coast out to those West Coast teams? Um, so we do have a couple guys that have played like or that are from the East Coast on our team. Our goalie, he's from uh, Boston, and then the majority of the other guys are from just like the states that kind of border Utah, so like Arizona, Nevada, and that kind of stuff. California, so a lot of West Coast guys that come to Utah to play for us. Between uh, Broom and Weaver, which team had the better uh, music playlist before the games? I mean, honestly, when I think about it, they were both pretty bad. So uh, the Weaver guy, he loved playing his music. Like, he would not let anyone touch it. And it was just, like, classic, like, just your classic, like, Linkin Park, that kind of stuff, music, you know, from, like, 2007. And one day we wanted to play like our own like little warm up mix. And he got so like upset and just like quit and like, like wouldn't want to come back. So we had to let him come back and play his Lincoln Park. Well, those guys are the worst that just hijacked the whole thing. Yeah, I don't like, no one really liked what he was playing and he just insisted on playing it. <laughs> was it just like a guy working at the rink? Yeah. He just worked at the rink and ran, like, the music during the game, and just that was his time oh, to shine. He didn't want anyone brutal. to take it from him. Yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. <laughs> you have played for some uh, – between the two teams that you've played for, both have pretty solid unis. The the, the Broom College ones are, are solid. They kind of look like the, the old Bruins jerseys. And then, like you said, the Weber State, the purple helmets, is quite the look. Yeah, I'm definitely a big style guy, so those <laughs> – the jersey choices definitely helped me come to the school, to be honest. But, yeah, I definitely liked both jerseys. So, The white stripe oh, on the helmet really, really brings it out. Yeah, we uh, thought that would be a good idea to start that. Um, we actually just put – it's just a little piece of electrical tape we put on our helmets. So those are getting changed quite often. But sometimes they'd be falling off. Some guys would have, like, a little strip hanging up on their helmet. But – as long as it's on, it looks pretty good. But yeah, classic ACHA. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, but I'm I'm a sucker for the football stripe look. I think it looks good on, on college hockey unis. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Going back to, to Broom College, you, you had told me ahead of time that that's where your, your better stories are from. Uh, what are some of the wild things that, that happened to you playing for the Hornets? <sighs> oh man. Um so after my first year there, I, I decided to come back. Um, my coach, he's like, yeah, you're going to be the captain. Like, we're going to bring in some guys. Like, I, I think we're going to have a really good chance at winning this thing. It's like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, sounds good. And then um, so I check up with him, like, middle of the summer. I'm like, hey, coach, like, got any guys coming in? He's like, yeah, we got a couple guys coming in. We got one Russian kid who's really good. It's like, all right, sweet. And then text him again a couple months or like a couple weeks before school starts. Doesn't answer me. I'm just like, all right, uh, that's a little weird. And then 
like a week before I'm about to go back, our athletic director like emails all of us. He's like, yeah, uh, your guys coach quit. So we're currently trying to find a new coach. I'm just like, oh, God, are you kidding me? So um, we end up finding a new coach and like he's, he was a great guy, great coach too. But problem was, is the coach never recruited any guys to come. So we literally, it was me and like two other guys from the team last year. And then just like local high school kids that ended up playing because we couldn't get anyone else to come. So that year uh, kind of sucked because we did not win one game. I was the captain of the team, so it was a little disappointing. But I don't like, I just kind of remember just like, there are times where we were so shorthanded. I'd be on the ice for like seven minutes straight, like couldn't even move because we only had like three defensemen. There are some games like, because like guys were just getting hurt because they were not able to play at that level and people were just burying them too. So that was, just, it was a pretty bad year, but I don't know. I still kind of had fun with it. Like, cause there's obviously we knew we weren't going to win. So I just was like, well, I'll try to see what I can do out here and just, try to hit guys and try to score. So it was pretty fun. That's like a, a worst nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, I definitely like would lose my mind some games. I remember we were just getting rolled by this team and they like just would not stop. I'm just like, come on guys. Like there's 12 of us right now. So like periods ending and the puck comes back to me and just like, I just like lose a screw in my head or something, just rip a puck at their bench and like their whole team tries to jump me and I was just like, whatever. I, I kind of wanted to get kicked out of the game anyways. <laughs> did you, did you get tossed? Uh, no, actually the puck actually ended up missing the net or miss, missing the bench and like hitting a brick wall and just like drilling someone in the scores box. So I felt pretty bad after actually, but like, I don't know. It wasn't a smart decision. <laughs> So, um, so you had a rink on campus. What was the atmosphere like at home games? Did you have a lot of fans or how was it? Uh, no one wanted to come see us play, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the school, um, uh, the people who went to school, no one really cared about the hockey team or any sports. It was pretty, since it's like a junior college, I don't know, no one's really too into the school. So no one really cares about the sports or anything. So that kind of sucked. But, like, it was cool still having a nice, like, the rink was beautiful, like, I can't get over like how, like, you know, how like every rink kind of like has like that weird, like smell to it. Like this rink smelled good. Like it didn't smell like an ice hockey rink. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like it was just so clean. Cause we were the only people, like only team that really used it. So it was just like for us, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. That, uh, I, I don't know when I was picturing like junior college hockey, I thought maybe it might be worse than the ACHA, but Sounds like you were treated pretty well. Yeah, that's the thing, like, that kind of gets you to go to it, I guess, is, like, you hear, like, it's free to play, you know, rink on campus, all that stuff. But I definitely think, like, the ACHA level of play is better for sure. I don't, like, it could have been good, but there's just such little teams, and I don't know, not too many guys really want to go to a junior college in upstate New York. So... And now the, the last season you played was the last year they had the national championship for junior college, right? Yes. And they, they had it in Binghamton, correct? Yep. Um, both years, actually, their nationals were in Binghamton, and both years we did not make it. So that was how that one went. Um, 
Yeah, so we got to watch some good games, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they just picked our rink. I feel like just because it was one of the nicer rinks to use. So, were you at the game where the kid hit the ref? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, that was definitely like I didn't even know what just happened because I just know like Erie was just like so hot headed that entire game. At the re like the refs did ref an awful game, but um, that kid talking about screws going loose in people's heads that kid definitely lost it and just I couldn't believe it when I saw it to be honest like no one could everyone was just like what the hell just happened yeah I was going back through like looking up I was like obviously we saw that you played in 2017 and then it was like oh wait that was the last year they had the national championships and then you google it and it's like oh that was actually the last play in junior college hockey history. Yeah. They called the game afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the kid. I was, I remember just like watching after too, like when they were in the locker room, like he was in there by himself and like his team couldn't go in there yet. They were waiting for him to get undressed. So the cops literally like handcuffed them and took him right out of there. So he, he left his last game on in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to finish your your hockey career <laughs> right <laughs> yeah straight out of slap shot yeah i yeah it was insane i don't know if you like la did, like were you laughing like you don't even know what to do in that moment you like, feel better for the ref but at the same time it's like this is hilarious yeah, so like when it first happened i remember i was just like i like laughed like so hard out, out loud and then I was like oh wait like I think the ref's actually dead like there's a video on my phone where like after and the ref did not move for probably five minutes and like that's when I was like oh I probably shouldn't have been laughing but that was it's pretty funny but like he ended up getting up but like I just don't know what that kid was thinking because like after he hits him like he's getting held back because he wants to go like at the ref still and I'm like what are you doing, man? Like, he's dead. Like, you killed him on the first shot, and you just want to go kill him, I guess, some more. <laughs> now, in terms of – you talked about, like, you get free meals and you didn't have to pay. Was there anything else that kind of came with, like, the junior college tag? Like, did you have to pay for your own equipment and stuff like that? No. So, they uh, gave us helmet, gloves, um, a shell for our pants – so like that kind of stuff um and then like your sweats and like t-shirts and that stuff as well so they hooked us up pretty nice but they wanted all the gear back after when it was over so uh which it's kind of a bummer sucks, but yeah but that is the one thing about the acha when you pay for it yourself you do get to keep it yep yeah i still got the purple helmet so we're good <laughs> there we go <laughs> Wait, so uh, they would like take your t-shirt and just give it to someone else or is that or no no they would only take back like the helmets oh okay and, gloves and that kind of, like the what, gear the, you wear on the ice the gloves yeah they wanted the gloves back for some reason too oh that's interesting i wouldn't want like someone's used gloves that smell bad that's yeah i don't know i think our coach probably just wanted to sell them for himself so <laughs> since there wasn't any more hockey after that <laughs> But when you lose every game, I don't think we really deserved our gear, to be honest with you. <laughs> the rink in Weber looks like it looks really sick. Yeah, so all the uh, Utah teams, we all play on Olympic ice, which um, 
definitely was a disadvantage for me because I'm not the fastest guy. But um, yeah, our rink's really nice. It's got like a nice little open like view of the mountains and stuff. So when it's like, when, so we practice at 7 a.m. So like when the sun's starting to rise and you can see the snow on the mountains, it's a pretty cool view. Hey, you guys oh, take pictures. You got the uh, yeah. Olympic yeah, rings. Yeah. yeah, the sun's rising in the background, so. That's got to make those morning practices suck a little less, that view. Yeah, it does, unless until you see it snow, pouring snow out and you have to realize you have to go to class after. But <laughs> Now, the Olympic ice sheet, does that come from the Olympics being held in Utah? So, yeah, I think when they um, did the Olympics, they also built a bunch of different facilities out there. So as far as I'm concerned, like every ice rink in Utah is Olympic ice. So it's, right. I remember like, the first time skating on it, I was like, this is like, it's huge. Like, I was like, it's going to take me five minutes to get from down and back. <laughs> Better practice the uh, 60 second drills. Yeah, right. A little further, you got to skate. Yeah, it's actually funny when um, we're going on, if we're going on like a road trip, we also have like an NHL size rink at our uh, rink as well. So we'll practice on that sheet like that week before. So we're used to like playing on a smaller rink and it just like feels so much better practicing on there because you get to skate so much less. So the, the <laughs> that rink is in the same facility you said? Yeah, there's two uh, sheets uh, at the rink. Oh, nice. Yeah. Two sheets, but no locker room? Yeah, we just have a little storage room. Um, so I tried keeping my first year there. I started keeping my gear in there, and it wasn't really airing out too well. And then I started getting, like, a rash on my arm. And then, like, I was like, all right, that's a little weird. And then I skated, like, after practice, and then, like, my whole, like, body was, like, covered in a rash. I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to take my gear home now and just air it out there. <laughs> Probably for your, your the best of your health to do that. Yeah, I, I remember I go to like the school doctor and he's like, "So where, what's this from?" Like, I'm playing on the like playing hockey, and he's like, well, "Who do you play for?" I'm like, "I play for the team here." He's like, "We have a hockey team here." It's like, oh, yeah, usual the usual response. <laughs> you just walk out. I don't want your help anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take care of this rash myself. <laughs> so did you get uh the majority of your your crazy college hockey stories are they from the juco or have they come from being out west um so definitely a mixture of both there's definitely one so we're playing in arizona we're playing against gcu and uh it's like a i think it's it's a close game and the refs there were just like terrible like, I couldn't believe some of the stuff they're calling. And they, uh, our goalie, like, threw a puck and, like, it went near the ref. And the ref, like, he's like, all right, that's a misconduct. Get in the box. And we're, it's our goalie. And sure enough, he makes our goalie serve a 10-minute misconduct in the box. Uh, I was just, I couldn't believe it when I saw him like, laughing so hard at him, too. Just, like, you look like such an idiot so then we had to put in our other goalie and then we didn't know what to do after because like obviously the one goalie just sat in the box for 10 minutes so he's going to be a little cold so then we put him back in he just didn't play too hot sorry leaner 
That's funny that you mentioned that because two weeks ago we had the Adrian guys on and they had never heard of that rule either. And so they told their story. So now I hope that the people listening to this will understand that goalies can and have to serve their 10 minute misconducts. Yeah. I like, until I saw that happen, I didn't think that was a thing. And I guess in the ACHA it is. Uh, we'll, we'll send out the public service announcement for that one. Yeah, let the goalies know they're not safe either. <laughs> Thanks. That that reminds me, you have uh, sent in a, a few videos from Weber State. Can you walk us through the the one where you guys are playing GCU and they thought they scored and you guys took the puck down to the other end of the ice and scored? Yeah, so I don't remember exactly what like the score was. Um, I know it was tied at the time, but there's probably like – three minutes left uh they go down and uh if you watch the video they hit the post uh they think it went in and so like they kind of start celebrating and our uh captain just ends up grabbing it out and just skates it down and we get like a two-on-one and end up scoring to take the lead with like two minutes left and then they were just like so rattled after that but they (laughs) still managed to score against us and force it to overtime and then we ended up winning a shootout, but it was in the, yeah, that was crazy. Just like, cause like I thought they scored too. So I was like, ah, shit, you know? And then sure enough, we're, and then we're leading. So it was just crazy turn of events. It's a, per, it's a picture perfect video of don't, don't stop until you hear the whistle. Yeah. I don't, I know a couple of the guys on GCU and I know what they were telling me their coach was like furious at him after it. <laughs> but I mean, I would be too if I was a coach. Like, <laughs> did it actually go in or did it just hit the pose? Um, or just so like, say? I don't really know. I don't think it. Like, if you watch the video, I don't really think it went in. Like, it, you hear it. Like, I just remember there was no sound really of it hitting the post. So that was like the weird thing. But I don't think it went in. So, but also my view might be a little biased. <laughs> When I first saw it, it looks like it hits the post and just stops right where it was. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah that was the weird part. It's like it died. Yeah, at first I thought maybe it hit like the bottom, like of the put, like you know, the bottom of the net. But I don't know what happened with it. It didn't go in. That's the story you're sticking to. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't go in. <laughs> and now the the other video you you've sent us is the one of. Uh, it looks like a scrum is broken out late in the game and the Utah fans are just giving it to you, huh? Yeah. So like I was saying, they have some crazy fans up there. Um, I would definitely hate to be one of our goalies because they get it the worst. But um, I remember like the play, uh, one of our, my line mate got like hit from behind and then I just kind of went in there and just started like roughing some guy up a little bit. And then, like the ref kind of like grabs me out of there and I try to go back in and he pushes me out. And then I just see like this lady come out of nowhere, just like with her middle finger at me. And I was just like, what the hell? I thought it was hilarious though, but that's just kind of how their fans are. They're just ruthless, honestly. Are those games uh, against Utah shippy? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, there, I remember I started like a little brawl there. No one really got like, no one really like dropping gloves or anything. Thing, but I, I remember I'm sitting on the bench like next to our backup goalie I'm like if any one of those guys hits someone I'm gonna go nuts and sure enough they like take a run at our captain I just lost it and went after the guy and I ended up 
um, lose or chip in my two front teeth from it because I like end up on the bottom of the pile and someone's like ripping my helmet off and my cage literally gets stuck on my teeth and just rips out with them. So that's how that goes. But <laughs> yeah, there's always some rough stuff whenever we play Utah State. Wow. That does not seem like it. It was very fun. No, it wasn't. But uh, another good story up there. We're we, so every year I played there, we ruined their senior night. So that's always fun. Um, we're playing um, in their senior night my first year. And uh, one of their players, he's their senior like defenseman. He uh, ends up proposing actually, and like to his girlfriend. So he proposes before the game to her, and then like first shift, he's going, uh, not even like a minute in, we just go down there and score right on him. He just got walked by one of our guys right after. But I don't know. I'd probably be a little shaken up too if I knew I was getting married. Uh, that would have been a picture-perfect opportunity to, like, go down on one knee for the celly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let them have yeah, it. I yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Mormons out in Utah, obviously, so that was definitely, like, the most Mormon thing I've seen was a proposal at a hockey game. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just, like, throws the ring on the ice after he gets walked. <laughs> <laughs> Goes and marries the other guy instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I feel like you gotta do that post game if you win and if you Yeah. Yeah. If not, just get a rain check for somewhere else. Yeah. You're, just like, you're asking for the chirps <laughs> if you do it pregame. Yeah, I mean I'm uh, from what I remember, he got walked to like on the play. <laughs> too, so I'm gonna have to see if I can like find a video of it, but Yeah, we'll have to clip it and, and maybe post it. Yeah, I mean I don't really know the guy, but I don't. We put in the comments, somebody find this guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't like you should know how your are It would be so funny if we got a divorce a year later. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry if you're listening, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he is. So. <laughs> uh, um, I guess I'll end it. What's, what's been your, your favorite memory that you've had playing college hockey through all this? Man, I don't know. There's, there's so many, I don't know. Like, I guess like one would just be, so, uh, my second year at Weber, um, I ended up, I had to go home for like the second semester. So I couldn't play that year or that end of like that second semester. But um, I just remember like when I wasn't playing just like how much like I missed it and just like like I don't know so I would just say like it's just like so much fun to be playing and you know I don't know just don't take it for granted I mean the whole time like the whole ride was fun so there's not really one that sticks out too much I just enjoyed the whole thing you know even though it's club hockey you know it's still fun though and still competitive as well so I was going to say, you got, correct me if I'm wrong, 125-plus college games? Yeah, played a lot of them, so definitely enjoyed it. Played as long as I could. <laughs> All right, well, Wanks, we'll, uh, we'll cut the interview here. Th once again, thanks for coming on, and uh, we appreciate having you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Wanks. Yeah. Man. Once again, Thank you to Wanks for coming on. Um, awesome insight on what it was like to not only play in the ACHA, but 
played junior college hockey. Um, definitely an interesting – he's definitely had an interesting hockey career, that's for sure. He did play over 125 collegiate hockey games. So hats off to him. Uh, what did you guys think? I think the the rink that they have there at uh, Weber is phenomenal. You got the view with the glass, and it looks like the uh, they actually get like for the seating for the fans like actual seats. So pretty cool. Yeah, it was an awesome interview. He had some really funny stories from both um, junior co- junior college and in the ACHA. He just seemed like one of those guys too that would like like how he talks about he uh, he talks about how. I'll just start over. Um, he seemed like a just that kind of guy that was like he'd do anything for the boys because like he talked about the story where he um, he just lost it. He told his backup tendy like, "Hey, if someone you know goes after one of our guys, I'm just gonna lose it here." Or the other story where he just like shot the puck at the other team because he was just like pissed off at him. Uh, he just seems like one of those dudes that you could just like if he's on the ice, you know you're protected. Yeah, it, he definitely seems like a big team guy. And he knew it too. He was like, yeah, like I lost the screw and just fired the puck at the bench. Like, you know, it happens. <laughs> he was honest about it. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting. I didn't realize when he was talking, he was like, yeah, pretty much like every rink in Utah is Olympic size. And then you think about it, it's probably because like the Olympics and teams had to practice in the area. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'd yeah love it's to have pretty the cool. Olympic guys. We're playing at Indiana on like, like Olympics bigger than the regular. We're on like the other side of the Olympic. We're just the super small size, like a small neutral zone. Yeah, you take like two steps and you're through it. A lot of icings. <laughs> yeah, and then the ceiling. You can't flip the puck up because the ceiling's like you literally <laughs> just reach up and touch it. So like, you can't do anything. Yeah, the last rink I played at that was Olympic size was Delaware. They have Olympic. Um, but it didn't seem too, too, too different. We were short on defensemen that week, so a lot of ice time and a lot of a lot of time and space there. Um, but we we talked to him about those those early morning practices with the sun rising, and and that got me thinking: What would you guys rather practice, late at night or early in the morning? We'll go to Glick first. Oh, I would definitely have to pick with those late night practices. I mean, I can barely get out of bed for a 9 a.m. There's no chance I'd wake up at 6 to go to like a 7 or like a 6.30 or 7 a.m. practice. I'd much rather just like stay up a little bit later. Like I'm a night owl. I usually go to sleep late anyway. I study super late. So, and it's just what I'm used to. So I just much rather have those late night practices. Like you're a, a night owl with the temple owls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one joke for the day <laughs> it's good yeah so i would definitely yeah i'm with glick the uh the late night practices are probably the way to go but um yeah the view with uh that wanks was talking about with weber that definitely fires me up but uh at indiana we we do both we we get the best of both worlds you get the 7 a.m's on tuesday morning and then you get the 10 30 p.m on thursday night so I've uh I get to experience both of them, but yeah, definitely go late night. What about you, Murph? I think I I had late night practices in high school, um, and then we had a couple early mornings. 
uh, Syracuse. I think I I take the early morning ones. I like doing my schoolwork late at night. Um, so I think I would probably procrastinate my homework and then just not do it if I had a late night practice in college. Um, so I'd rather just get up and do it. And and I'm fine with getting up and skating in the morning. Those early morning classes are tough, but I, I can make time for skating. Um, like I like waking up and having like the the cool air hit your face is nice. We actually last year uh, to get a ride to practice, I would have to walk across campus to the house and get a ride from the upperclassmen. And we had a Friday morning practice and um, we had all been hanging out at the night, the house the night before. And my roommate and I show up and we knock on the door of the house and it's locked. And so we're like, huh, like, that's weird. Like they're our ride to practice. And we knock again. I'm calling guys in the house. No one's answering. I'm like, well, I guess we're not getting a ride to practice with those guys. And so luckily, like one of the guys had an apartment, like a couple houses down and we saw him pulling out of his driveway. So we like flagged him down and we hopped in, we hopped in Daly's car and just went to practice. And we were like, like, I hope the upperclassmen wake up and get to practice on time. And, um, sure enough, like we're skating around for practice. Like, you know, before practice, like you're doing the shoot around doing laps around the ice and they come running into the rink with five minutes before practice starts. And it's like, Oh, no way. These guys get on the ice in time. No way. And uh, the clock hits seven fifty nine, and our coach blows the whistle and tells everybody to get on the line. We get on the line and it's it had to have been like 7:59 in 30 seconds. Two of our assistant captains come running out onto the ice, like still buckling their helmets. It's like the loudest cheer I've ever heard. And um, we got off the goal line and we started practice on time at 8 a.m. You couldn't have scripted it any better. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Literally. That, that's the worst though when they're gonna make like you skate because other people decided to sleep in. It's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, well, it's like if like if you're a rookie and you sleep in, like you're nobody's responsibility. You're just going to sleep in your dorm and you'll get punished later. But like I, we were the rookies knocking on their door trying to get a ride to the rink and they weren't up. Um, but it, it was pretty funny watching them. Like they had to have gotten dressed in like three and a half minutes. And and it was it was perfect, uh, but I, that was my that's my early morning story. I I like it because then you go to the rink, and um, like we'd go out to breakfast afterwards because if it was on a Friday and guys didn't have classes. But another morning practice story we we had to park in the back of our rink, like where the the women's team goes into the rink, and obviously their varsity, and one of the guys on our team works at the rink. So he let us all in through the back door for our early morning practice. And after practice, I had to leave. A couple of us had to leave because we had class. So we left early. But, like, as we're walking out, we're like, hey, like, guys, like, there's parking tickets on all of your cars. Like, like the, the parking people are here giving everybody tickets. And it was somebody who worked for the women's team showed up and saw that their parking spot was taken and called campus security and they came and put tickets on everybody's car. <laughs> that that's that's club hockey for you. 
no if there's way. enough money in the budget for all the tickets or you guys have to pay out of pocket we like ugh, i don't know what they ended up doing i think they had to pay them like they tried to talk to the rink guy to be like hey like we, like we, we play at this rink like how yeah, we, no. make <laughs> we play for the school too because yeah. <laughs> like there's like a different parking lot that's further away that we're supposed to park at but because we like it was so early there was nobody working at the rink so we had to go through the back door and i think that was the same practice the guys showed up late so they showed up late and then afterwards parking tickets for everybody so i guess i'll take that's my answer early morning practices i'll take those i guess i'm out with tickets and all even with the tickets no minus the tickets if i'm getting tickets (laughs) i'm not going um but yeah i guess looking at the calendar um maybe we'll take next week off because of christmas and uh christmas is creeping up told you i thought we had because usually we do four podcasts and then we take a a break like a bye week i thought we had room to do one more and then christmas but next week is christmas as confirmed by the calendar so yeah and next oh shit it is I wouldn't so, know. Yeah. Sorry, Glick. We didn't. We shouldn't have a bye week for Hanukkah too. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> well, it would be. A, well, actually, no. Hanukkah's eight days. Never mind. I think. Yeah. Four. <laughs> four on each side. See, I'm Jewish. I'm not really that super religious. Uh, so, do you still celebrate Christmas? No. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I I always so I do have a Christmas tree. It's actually up. And it's super hard to explain. So in like Russian Jews, we have this weird tradition where we do everything like Christmas. We put up a tree, you know, but instead of getting presents on Christmas day, we, we obviously, we stay up until uh, like up and like on New Year's day up until midnight and we go to bed. And then Jed Maros, which is like literally translates to father frost. He gives us gifts on New Year's day. Under the tree. Yeah, so it's like a Christmas tree, but on New Year's. Oh, the more you know. Yeah, a little uh, history lesson there for all listeners out there. All right, hopefully they remember that and that (laughs) goalies can get 10-minute misconducts in the ACHA. (laughs) All right, I I think that'll be it for this week, but uh, we'll see you boys after after Christmas before the New Year, and uh, take it easy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Oh, oh, the mistletoe hung where you can see Somebody waits for you